Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bob Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. It's crazy. They just canceled the Super Bowl last night. I know. I know, but it was the right thing to do. It really was. I think they made the right decision for America. Yeah, I agree. Um, guess we'll have to talk about something else. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> um, Shador Sanders has been a hot topic, though, recently. He has, man. First of all, we are here. We, we made it back alive. Almost alive. Um, yeah, somehow you're in worse shape than me, which kind of a poor reflection on you. bro. <laughs> it was a rough weekend. <laughs> I stayed an extra day. All I did was stay home. I, I just felt like death. I got a, a two and a half hours of sleep the last night I was there, and I'm I'm back. I'm I'm rearing to go. All I did was sleep, and I just ended up feeling worse. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I that has happened to me before, so I totally know what you mean. I feel like your body is running at such a high rate <clears throat> that the second it shuts down, it just shuts down everything, and then like your like immune system also just went with it. Pretty much. I mean, I, I literally just had to get through the show on Friday, got through it, and then it all just kind of yeah, hit me. Basically. As soon as you let go, <laughs> your body was just like, all right, we're out. It's over. Yep. All right. Let's get into it, though. Uh, of course, Shador was on our show on Friday at the Super Bowl. And first off, a lot of things with this. I felt like it was Shador's best interview he's ever had so far. I can't say I've watched every single interview that um, he's ever had, but it was certainly... It's up there. It's certainly up there. And... Um, it was really, really awesome for him to be that open with us, mm-hmm. uh, that honest with us. And, you know, I said this, but the way that he embraced our show, understood our show, uh, acknowledged our show for what we want to do, which is what he said, make yeah. a safe space for, uh, for Colorado football players to come on here and, uh, you know, share a little bit about their personality, uh, talk about football, talk about life. All of that stuff for him to like understand that about us and recognize it is like true face of the franchise shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's one thing to be really good at football and go out there and ball every day. But the face of the franchise, which what Shador Sanders is going to be when he gets into the league, has to have that extra little touch. Um, he like knows the security guards by name when he walks into the building on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows the like the local media and what they're about and who they are. He he can tell his teammate like watch out for that guy over there. He's gonna right. try and burn you. He can also tell him like those guys over there they're cool. You should go on their show. You know it'll really help build your brand. Mm-hmm. So for him to like get that was a was a real eye opening moment for me of like man he is going to nail that role for somebody when. When he's on his own, obviously, right now, he's part of the Sanders family. When he goes to the NFL, he is going to be Shador, our savior, to whatever franchise he gets to. And he's absolutely going to nail that role. Definitely, man. Um, I mean, you nailed it. What he did for us just saying that on our show was, I mean, it's going to pay dividends. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Shador. 
He did say also he's just a kid. He said it very, very at the beginning, right at the beginning. It's so true, man. It is. Sometimes you forget. Yes. Sometimes you forget. And even just like seeing him like embrace the moment and kind of have fun with it. Um, all, for, for everything he was doing at the Super Bowl was like very much like a, he is just a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's barely over 21 years old. Yep. You know, uh, it's uh, it's important to remember that a lot. Uh, I think that played into a lot of why this clip kind of went viral, and it's what we're about to get into is choice routes. Yes. He Suddenly be- a term that a lot of people think they know. <laughs> um, Shador said, basically... Do we have the clip? No worries if we don't. Uh, I could find it uh, on buffs if you want. Um, but there was too many choice routes last year. Yep. And... We, you, it was very evident when you don't watched, worry about it, Alyssa. Yep, it was very evident when you watched the buffs last year, especially in these situations where like Shador's willing the team to come back or they're trying to just get any offensive momentum going. He looked uh, a little hesitant sometimes when he was out there, and I think this is a big reason why were these choice routes, absolutely. And what people don't understand about choice routes, everyone sees everything so black and white, so this or that Mm -hmm. so binary that they don't realize that there's real people that are having to run this stuff and the reason i bring that up is because the choice route which is a very broad term for something that can be used in a million different ways yes but i'll i'll keep it broad the choice route in itself is the most unguardable thing in football Mm -hmm. when done correctly it's a way for the quarterback and the wide receiver to look out there and say, we know what we're looking at. We know what will be open. That's great. If the quarterback and the wide receiver or tight end are on the same page. Yep. Hate to say it. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey might be the greatest of all time when it comes to executing choice routes. Mm -hmm. And, and that really shows you how broad it is because choice route for them might not be dig or post or sit. It might just be like, there's going to be a hole there. Just run to it. Exactly. That's why when you hear them go, yeah, I didn't really have a route. We just we were, we were in mind meld and we knew it was going on. And, you know, Patrick got, did a great job of getting the ball out quickly. That's what's happening. Like they're seeing the same thing at the same time. And they built this trust up yes. that they know exactly what the other is thinking. Those two have been playing together for what, eight, seven, eight years now? Yeah. Shador Sanders did not have a wide receiver on that team that he had played what more than six games with going into the season i mean it was travis travis pretty much it was just travis it was just travis so jimmy's a fresh relationship zay weaver's a fresh relationship tarveris dawson's a fresh relationship you go across every single one of these guys are brand new we're talking about patrick mahomes and travis kelsey been doing it together for two whole colleges with the same head coach same head coach the entire time who is the you know the mind behind the offense yes so that's what people are missing the most as they're criticizing Shador Sanders for saying there's too many choice routes in the offense last year is they're not realizing that choice routes are based on a deep level of understanding between the wide receiver and the quarterback being on the same page. Shador didn't have that. You don't think that when Shador gets to the league, if he gets paired up with uh, his version of Jamar Chase, that they're not going to be able to execute this in in year two, three, four? We already see it with Travis. Yes. Like when he is on the field fully healthy and they are able to use him to his, you know, highest potential, 
you know, you've seen Travis just curl up sometimes three, four yards off the mm-hmm. ball, and he gets the ball, and Shador knows it. Yes, that's what we're talking about right there. But that type that type of stuff is built up over a lot of reps, a long time, and it requires a lot of the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And Shador's never going to say this, but the point is, it's not that he doesn't know the read; it's that he's not a hundred percent sure. That his wide receiver knows exactly, and so the same idiots who are out there saying, "Oh, this guy can't uh, execute a choice route." Good luck in the NFL. Uh Are the same ones who, if he threw the post when it was the when it was should have been the post, but the wide receiver ran the dig and it goes right into the hands of the safety, are saying, "Wow, what a terrible read! This guy's this guy's (laughs) terrible." Yes, you know what I mean. So, I actually bought brought out the whiteboard because I want to explain exactly what we're talking about break here. it down for us so uh this is a cool little feature that we might be able to tap into more uh and here is just like a little concept that i drew up with a choice route as you can see the dotted line here is the choice from the wide receiver so you've got the slot here you've got you know a, a fly out on the outside a nine route you've got this dig post i went dig post because that's what we talked about with shador on the show he specifically mentioned it you've got a little sit at five here and a sit at 10 here based on the alignment that we're seeing from this defense you're seeing cover two right and so the wide receiver knows that cover two's most vulnerable spot is the deep middle and so whoever it is whether it's jimmy horn or chick or omari miller or travis whoever it may be is licking their chops right now because they're saying i've got a touchdown on this post option yes Shador, though, is sitting there behind the line saying, okay, well, let's watch what this Mike does. Because if it's regular cover two, he's going to sit essentially where he is and take away underneath. But let's just pretend that in this case, it's cover, it's a Tampa two. All of a sudden, his job is to drop into here and essentially create like a cover three concept with the two uh, safeties that we have here and here. Now, what's going to happen is this route out here is going to take this safety out so they're out this route right here is going to take this these two are going to be uh take each other out Mm -hmm. and this right here is going to sit kind of in be sorry i should point this right here is going to sit kind of in between these two guys and probably pull this guy over a little bit but again the wide receiver is seeing this and saying post 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 because the safety's sitting on this route over here all of a sudden though when this guy drops that's gone. Mm-hmm. So while Shador is sitting here thinking, okay, as soon as that middle linebacker drops, this part of the field is going to be wide open and I'm going to hit this dig for an easy 10-yard completion, the wide receiver who's been licking his chops thinking a touchdown doesn't see that, takes the post, and now everything is covered. What happens? Shador Sanders gets sacked. Yep. That's what people don't understand. It's not about Shador not knowing what the read is. It's Shador not knowing that his guy is going to know the read. And even if he's, even if the wide receiver makes the right read, Shador has to wait until this point at the top of the route to make sure that he made the right, right read before that's, he can throw it. That's the hesitation he was talking about. It was like, uh, is it a dig? Is it a post? Like that's, and that's, I mean, he's already finished his drop at that point. He's ready to kind of let the ball go. Right. And this route especially is a timing route. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, he knows it's going to be there, especially because this guy, even if this guy's only dropped a couple yards, he knows that this spot of the field is wide open. Yes. So if it's not an option route, he is throwing it the second the wide receiver gets to the top of the route. This space right here is wide open. Easy completion. Yep. 
but because he has to wait to make sure the wide receiver makes the right decision, he gets sacked. I mean, that's it's kind of just a rough explanation right there, but that's exactly what the issue was last season was Shador was just seeing things differently than the wide receivers. And it's, you know, I'm not going to say Shador's completely absolved of this. Like some of these plays are probably his fault, but a lot of them are probably because these are a lot of new players in a new system. And I mean, look, Montana Lamonius Craig was like the X all through April last year. And then Zay showed up. They had four months to work this out before the season started. Yes. And I'm not going to try and throw him under the bus here, but Sean Lewis, you go look at his first year at Kent State, they were terrible. Yes. They could not throw the ball. Like, the quarterback was awful. He had 11 touchdowns to nine interceptions. They only threw 2,300 yards. Like, this is a system that takes time. This isn't something that you can expect over one offseason with all these moving parts, new coaches, new players, completely new team, by the way. Um, you know, having to adjust to just living somewhere different that you've never been before. Like, there's just so much at play with this. And I do, look, a lot of people have used this as an opportunity to say that, you know, Shador's cooked when he gets the NFL because he can't use choice routes. That's just dumb because you don't know Shador's best attribute, which is his me the mental side of his game, how quickly he can process. And that's why he was saying with Pat Shermer, when it's all laid out for him and it rests on his shoulders, he's much more comfortable because even if it's a, a pre-designed play for the snap, Shador's probably going to have two or three play calls. And he can be like, okay, I don't like that one. We're going to go to this one from this look. Um, yeah, there's probably, I don't even want to say more risk, but um, you're giving yourself, I guess, less wiggle room without option routes if you're going to be more structured. But it's what he wants to do. And he has, he's going to be able to get to the point where we talked about where you can get into mind meld with receivers in the NFL and you can run all these choice routes all you want and just dice your way up and down the field. Absolutely. I think that the biggest misconception here and the reason why this got me upset is that Shador can't read it. Yes. And that is the, the most wrong you could be about anything. Yes. Is thinking that Shador can't read a defense. As you said, that is his single greatest attribute. Mm -hmm. He has a fantastic arm. He's athletic. He has a good feel. And he can make every throw. But his best attribute is that he knows what he's looking at. And because of that, lean into it. Take away the, the extra thought. And just let him know, I know where the holes are going to be in this defense and let me sling it. The other thing I saw people say is, sounds like the head coach's dad should have stepped in and done something about it. He did. <laughs> he did. And you same motherfuckers were saying he, did, he, he made a move too early and he yeah. made a rash decision. It's like, man, it's always something. But the last thing I think I want to say on this, um, and we can look to see if anyone had any questions in the comments that want to stay on this topic, um, is this concept that every single offense in the NFL is like reliant on choice routes. Some of them are. And again, the choice route is a beautiful thing. But Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't heavily using the choice route. No, when they... And Sean McVay's not. You mm -hmm. know, like that West Coast offense, the way that they run it isn't... It's, it's very structured. It's supposed to make... It's supposed to get like high-low reads and easy things for yes. the quarterback to make decisions on one half of the field a lot of the time. It's not going to be quarterback and wide receiver find an open space nearly as much. Those offenses use a lot more structure. And whoever is calling the plays for Shador... It's their responsibility to, to call it the way that he wants it, not just say like, oh, 
you know, this is the way that I do it. Right. But <clears throat> even in saying that, I find it important to go back to the fact that this isn't a never thing for Shador Sanders. Exactly. He, he didn't say never. Yes. No, he will be elite at this one day yes. if he has a relationship with a wide receiver and an offensive coordinator uh, and himself. He'll be he'll be just as good as anyone else is as long as the wide receiver is making the read at the same rate that he is and he can trust them to do that. Exactly. And look, this was a tough year for the NFL in terms of quarterbacks. We saw a lot of bad quarterbacks play. And there's no doubt in my mind that Shador's better than a lot of guys who were starting games this year. If they can do it, look, and win games and coaches can design offenses around them, Shador's going to be just fine. I've got no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm... I'm excited to see what what he does uh, this season. He's going to shut a lot of people up. Exactly, and I'm and I'm further excited to see uh, what he does in the NFL because, like I said, that's going to be the thing. And all the people who are saying this stupid stuff right now about oh he he can't read a defense, that's why he doesn't want to run the choice route. It's too confusing for him. Mm-hmm. Are going to look like such idiots when we get into the draft process next year. And you've got name any person that you can think of that knows ball. Uh, Brian Baldinger or uh, Chris Sims, whoever you like, is sitting up here saying, I'm hearing from every team in the league that exactly. Shador Sanders' ability to process and his work on the whiteboard uh, was better than anyone they've seen in 10 years. You know, stuff exactly. like that is all going to come out about Shador uh, and all these people who think that he can't read the defense, which is why he doesn't like choice routes, are going to look like idiots. Uh, put up CJ's comment, Alyssa. That's basically what I started off saying when we started this thing. That's exactly why you saw him kind of hesitant, but it looked like pump faking a lot of time, or he'd go to throw and then pull it down really quickly, and it would end up in a sack, or he's, all of a sudden he's running to the sideline or something. That's a lot of the reason. A lot of it, it was bad protection, yes. But most of it, too, was you didn't know what the receivers were doing down the field. 100%. I mean, I, I showed it to you there on the whiteboard. Like, if that dig is coming across... He's throwing that before they even come out of their break. Exactly. But if he doesn't know, and he and he probably has in the back of his head, oh, man, it's Tampa 2. Whoever the wide receiver is is going to be confused thinking that that was open on the pre-snap alignment. Like, I got to make sure that he sees this. Yes. That's why he's pumping and pumping and pumping. Yep. And, like, sometimes they made the right read, and after that first pump, he just slung it. Yep. And there it was. Easy completion to, you know, Zay Weaver over the middle. But it's uh, it just wasn't the right thing for that time. And I think that's what people don't understand about what he said. It's not that he was saying that that's just a bad concept. He's saying, I didn't like it last year. And without saying it, it was because I wasn't sure if we were on the same page as w- with the wide receiver. Exactly. Uh, shout out to our great friends over at Game Time. The best place to get last minute tickets uh, at the lowest prices, whether it's Nuggets, Avs, uh, CU Basketball. Or even if you're trying to get ahead of the curve and get your football tickets for next season, hit up Game Time. Sign up with the promo code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed for everything that's going on in your city. And uh, there it is. Fubo. And also Fubo TV. Uh, big Nuggets game tonight. Nuggets back in action. It's kind of like Nuggets and Av season officially now. Yep. Um, I saw some people saying like, oh, it's baseball season. No. Like, Wait your turn. What are you talking about? Wait your College turn. College basketball ends. Yes. Before baseball even starts. Wait your turn. So it's 
college basketball. It's it's NBA and it's NHL season now. Um, and you got to have Fubo if you're here in Denver and you want to watch the Avs and Nuggets. But no matter where you are, Fubo is a fantastic product. Uh, whether you're watching the NFL, college football, they've got all of that good stuff. So go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, it's a truly fantastic product that I use every single day. Uh, that's what I watched the Super Bowl on last night. One last thing that we didn't talk about on that note. Yeah. The, the, the lack of time in the pocket from the offensive line mm-hmm. also makes that so hard. You need time yes. to be able to protect uh, those choice routes, those mm-hmm. option routes, because, again, you need a little extra half beat to make sure you're on the same page. I mean, honestly, we could have a whole show on that Shador interview um, for many reasons. And he did a great job last year at the podium specifically. He never blamed anyone. Yep. He never blamed Sean Lewis. He never blamed the offensive line. He never even blamed his receivers and it turns out that might have actually been the biggest issue of this whole thing. Yep. So I just, every time I talk to that kid, I get more and more impressed just of his mental makeup and what he's going to be when he's like a professional. Yes. And we've gone this whole conversation without mentioning the fact that the man had 31 total touchdowns <laughs> yes. to three interceptions, <laughs> yes. over 3,000 yards. Like, it's not like he struggled. I know. It's he crazy. Thrived. It's crazy, bro. While admitting that he didn't like the you know the way that they were calling it, it's insane. Um, this wasn't with us, but Shador uh, had another quote kind of go, I guess, viral at the Super Bowl. I believe this was uh, Sports Illustrated he was talking to, but he said he was asked how he measures how he thinks he measures up against the quarterbacks in this year's draft, and he said, "I'm biased, but I don't see a quarterback that's better than me." I don't see a quarterback that went through as much adversity as me that had four offensive coordinators in four years coming from an HBCU, coming to a power five program, having real pressure on me. A lot of people don't understand. That's a lot of that's a lot more adversity than you think. Just even being the son of Deion Sanders, you put any of those guys in my situation. They're not doing that. I respect their game. I respect what they're doing, because to be able to be a first round draft pick, to be able to have success on the field, it takes a lot of hard work and determination and everything. But the pressure and the safest bet is me. First of all, the part that he said about respecting all of them and how hard it is to become a first-round pick was conveniently left out of every clip of course, and of uh, course. you know quote graphic that was put out there. Yep. Uh, but I, th- this is one of those ones where I just know if you're saying shit about it, you're just a pure hoe. You're, you're a hater. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> because... Every single person in the world who is a football fan wants to hear that from their quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if you say you don't, you are lying. Like, are you, would you actually, if your quarterback is Brock Purdy, would you have liked to hear him go on the podium last night and say like, (laughs) I'm just not as good as Patrick Mahomes. And so like, I don't know what you guys want from me. Like I did the best I possibly could, but my best isn't good enough. Like no one wants to hear that. They want to hear, I think I'm the best, and I, and I think I'm going to be the best. <laughs> and if you want anything else, you're, you, you don't want dogs. Mm-hmm. You know. So this bullshit that comes out around this, of, oh, he's so cocky, this, that, and the other, is you're purposely putting on blinders to everything else you've ever seen mm-hmm. to try and create a narrative that Shador Sanders is, isn't humble or, you know, he 
wasn't raised right or whatever. And it's like, no, the dude is a dog. And he believes last night in the Super Bowl, with however much time was left on the clock, three minutes left on the clock, if you told him a million dollars, you can let Patrick Mahomes go out there and execute this drive, or you can execute this drive, he would say, give me the fucking ball. Yeah. And that's what you want. Exactly. Every coach, every GM, every fan in the world should want their quarterback to think that. Yes. And it's not the first time someone said something like this, but we all, or not we all, but they all act like it when it's Shador Sanders who says it. And it's the first thing basically I said once we got back from Super Bowl is because the quote was going crazy. But really, my biggest takeaway was listening to Field Yates, listening to Brian Baldinger, listening to Coach Billick. Um, all these people just praise Shador Sanders and his ability. And then these fucking losers on Twitter are the ones who are hating the most. It's like, it's, it's very evident what's going on right now. Yeah. And I, I, you can hear both of us are at our wits end with it. Yes. Because it's so old at this point. Really Every is. single time one of these guys does an interview, whether it's coach prime or Shador or Bucky or Travis or Jordan Seaton or whatever, like. The whole hater brigade, you know, get rallies up and circles the wagons and starts just twisting and turning every little thing to try and make these guys look bad. And it's just so lame to do this um, to these guys who, as we know from actually meeting them, are like great people. Yeah. Across the board. I've yet to come across someone in the Colorado football program under Coach Prime (laughs) that I didn't walk away being like, man, that's a really cool person. Yes. Same with Shador, too. I mean... Absolutely. And that's the crazy thing is he's so young, he's just going to keep growing in that. And that's, I think, the point of really the whole show is that he was great on our interview and he said a lot of awesome things. But yeah, he's got a you know a little fine-tuning on some media things just to not... You don't need to share that <laughs> much information, you know? I was really thankful that he talked about that with us. The only unfortunate thing is that it went viral. Yes. Because... For like us, meaning our community, mm-hmm. that was really great insight. Exactly. For the rest of the world who's out here to hate, that it was a great T-ball for them to to grab and run with and try and twist against Shador. Definitely. Um, so it is what it is, man. Um, as for that quote, I love it. Me too. And I'm I'm glad that that's how my quarterback feels. Uh, and that's what I want to see. I asked him this question early in the season. He basically said the same thing. He literally said, I'm biased, but yeah, of course I think I'm the best. And to be honest, if he was in this draft, there would be conversations. There would be real conversations. Because as he said, forget all that other stuff. I just want to talk about adversity on the field. Yes. No, but, and I said this last season, I think what Shador did with with the circumstances that he was getting into, brand new offensive coordinator, all new receivers, brand new offensive line who struggled in front of him. What he did in that situation, I think might have been the most impressive thing any quarterback in the in college football did last year. Absolutely. And so I, I agree with him. I agree with him on that front. Uh, and I, I legitimately think if he was in this draft, there would be some very hard conversations. And he would either be one or two. I think so, too. I think that's why we there was... I don't think there was an actual worry that he would go to the NFL draft, but for a bit it was like, well, damn, like I would totally understand if he declared type of thing, you know? Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm just super thankful he came back, man. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb has the most pure talent for sure out of anyone. But then I, I think 
that it would come down to what that GM is looking for. Are you looking for the incredible arm talent, the baseball type throws, the Patrick Mahomes style of play? Mm-hmm. Or are you looking for, you know, like if it was, it's hard to say. If it was Sean Payton picking in that position, I think he might go with the guy who plays structured. Don't make me make this choice, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Shador is amazing, though. And uh, I'm just really excited. It got me so excited kind of looking back on everything, what we're about to witness this season. I know. That was one of those things. It kind of reminds me of like the spring game where you, you, you get in the mix again. Yep. And all of a sudden you're like, let's go. I'm yes. so excited for this season. Then you like look at the calendar and you're like, damn. Yep. A lot of time. Uh, but again, just to put a bow on this, uh, shout out to Shador for being candid and honest in himself in all of these interviews. Like to me, that's, that's what it comes down to. Just be real, be authentic. Yep. Uh, and, and I think he did that and I loved it. Same man. Massive shout out to two. Also massive shout out to circle K one stop shop on the road or even just at home for drinks, snacks, gas, whatever you got going on. You can join their inner circle membership program, scan that QR code on the screen Enter your email and phone number, and you're fully enrolled. Your first five Phillips of gas are 25 cents off a gallon. Your first five Polar Pops are completely free. And you get every sixth item free on several items, such as pizza, roller grills, uh, dispensed beverages, donuts, and more. You can get a free any size Polar Pop from a Colorado Circle K by texting DNVR to 31310. That's DNVR to 31310. Message and data rates may apply. Periodic recurring messages per month terms and conditions can be reviewed at circlek.com again sign up with the qr code on the screen or visit circlek.com slash inner dash circle for more information and then american raptors at infinity park yeah shout out to infinity park this is legitimately a great way to spend a weekend afternoon with your family especially as the weather starts to warm up um it's rugby live at infinity park in glendale great game it is a great game uh, and the Raptors are embarking on a six-game homestand starting Sunday, March 17th. Tickets are only $10, uh, and I think kids are free. So spend your Sundays in Rugby Town, USA. That's what they call Glendale. Some people know it for other things, but a lot of people know it for rugby. Uh, visit <laughs> AmericanRaptors.com for more information on the team and how to purchase your tickets now. Like I said, go down there, hang out, sit on the, the, the knoll out there, with the you know let the kids run around. Grab a beer at the bar and uh, watch just football guys <laughs> playing a different sport. Just uh, just fullbacks. Watch like 22 fullbacks on the field just running into each other. Rugby's the best, man. I <laughs> encourage anyone, if you're remotely interested in rugby, check it out. All right. Um, some recruiting stuff today. Remember Mantrez Walker? Yeah. He put out a top five. LSU, Miami, Penn State, Ole Miss, and CU. Colorado. I think you had a quote about Colorado too, right? Um, yeah, I can pull that up here from Steve Wiltfong in a second. But this is big time, man. Uh, he was committed to Michigan, and uh, they, there's a lot going on at Michigan right now. Coaches in and out. Uh, guys requesting out of their NLIs. He doesn't have even have them in their top five. He was committed to them at one point, just in wow. September. Um. But he is from Buford. We've talked about Buford a lot. Uh, Coach Kelly really 
before he went to Auburn was recruiting the hell out of Buford. And I think yeah. that there's some relationships that still last there that are going to play in. And obviously Mantrez is one 433rd overall player, 48th overall linebacker, 247 sports composite, three star, six foot 215. His quote on the Buffaloes from Steve Voltfong at 247 is, they've been on me the most with contact daily and constant pursuit for me. They see me coming in and playing day one, and that's something I value dearly. Colorado's a great scene, and I feel like they could be the catapult into changing college football around. Coach Prime has a great vision, and with a lot of NFL coaches being on staff, there are many connections and knowledge coming from the league. Who wouldn't want to play for a Hall of Famer? And they've made it clear to me that I can come and play day one, that I'm their number one guy. Bang. That's Big huge. Uh, he answered his own question. Who wouldn't want to play for a Hall of Famer? Yep. Not you, right? <laughs> I would. No, I'm saying. Oh. He said, who wouldn't? Oh. It can't be you. A lot of people have said that, though. I know. And then uh, we did get another top eight from Travis Smith Jr. This is a six foot four, six foot four. 191-pound wide receiver out of Westlake High School in Atlanta, Georgia. 247 Sports Composite, four-star, 196 overall player, 25th overall wide receiver. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, OU, and CU. That is seven, (laughs) six SEC teams plus Georgia Tech and CU. Wow. And Georgia Tech is literally in his backyard. Yes, it's Atlanta. Yep. So all in the Southeast Conference, the one that's in your backyard – and Coach Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if your name is Travis something junior, <laughs> I recommend playing at definitely, Colorado. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and then we didn't talk about this last week, but the homecoming game got moved to the Big 12 season opener against Baylor. Yeah, I've never seen such an early homecoming. Mm-hmm. Do we know? we have any information as to why? Um, they put out a press release. I could pull it out here. I think they're just cashing in on the Big 12, like, first, like, literally back home, homecoming. Don't you think that sells itself? Yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's a double meaning, right? I figured it out. It's a homecoming for Colorado returning to the Big 12. So why not have it be the homecoming game? Here's the press release. It starts off to coincide with the University of Colorado Boulder's return to its Big 12 roots. The 2024 homecoming game has been switched to Saturday, September 21st, when the Buffaloes battle the Baylor Bears. Yes. I, I nailed it. Yep. Um... I have some friends who uh, had a wedding that weekend. Tough, tough scene. <laughs> Brutal. Tough scene. Had a wedding? Well, they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should. They should. Who have a week have a wedding that weekend? Um, they should move it though. Uh, it says by switching homecoming to the conference opener, it provides additional opportunities for CU Boulder to work with the Big Twelve on innovative and exciting ways to further get Buffalo fans and alumni involved and excited. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, we've also heard some rumblings that some more schedule news could be coming out Watch soon. week one. All right. What else do we have? I feel like I just saw something up there, but I forget what it was. Oh, someone said Westlake is the home of Cam Newton. Oh, there you go. Cam Newton, who called Shador Shiloh. He did call Shador <laughs> Shiloh in his interview. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. Cam Newton, though, deserves some credit. Um, because he gets a lot of shit for a lot of different things. And I think people view him as like a selfish person. Are you talking about Starbucks? But I watched that man. 
wait in line for 30 minutes to not only get Starbucks for him, but for his whole team yep. at Super Bowl. That's rare. He he was still there when I got there. He didn't oh say a word God. either. He just stood there patiently. And like, I thought maybe he's just getting a coffee for himself. I'm like, oh, that's still kind of crazy. I didn't send someone to do it. Right. And then he had two full trays of coffee. He walked out. I'm yeah, like, man, two bags. Bro stuff. went and got Starbucks for the whole squad. Yep. I respect that. Shout out Cam Newton. Always been a real one, man. <laughs> um, are we going to address the Super Bowl at all? Or are we just ignoring it? I want to. Uh, we're going to talk a couple things. One. Now's the time. <laughs> do you take the ball or do you kick uh, in overtime? Okay, the new rules. so I thought Henry actually had a good point on the Broncos show today about That's this. That's rare. <laughs> <laughs> he said if you take the ball first and say you score a touchdown, then the other team scores a touchdown, you get the ball like next. Uh-huh. Like You have control from that point. That is one good point that was made about this. Yeah, I, <laughs> I heard that last night too. But, I mean, it's... You see it all the time in overtime. You always want the ball second. So here's the other thing is the Niners defense was just out there. And I think that plays a role. Yes. But I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt that that was part of the decision-making process until I saw the post-game quotes come out where Kyle Shanahan admitted they had not built a strategy around the new playoff overtime rules. And that's really disappointing to me because I love Kyle Shanahan uh, and I think he's a great coach. And in the biggest moment of the biggest game, he got out coached by Andy Reid, who already had a plan yep. that that destroys Henry's point. Because if they won the toss, they were still kicking, and they were going to get the ball back. And if San Francisco had scored a touchdown, they were going to go for two to never give them that third possession. Right, right. Which I think is genius because think about it this way, Jake. You so. San Francisco goes down scores. The Chiefs get the ball back. They go down score. The Chiefs now have the option. Do we play for one play from the two-yard line to win this to win the Super Bowl? Or do we give them a chance to, to get the ball back and just kick a field goal to win right. the Super Bowl? There's right. no way you allow that. So the fact that uh, I think Chris Jones said they had started talking about this all the way back in August. Yeah. And the, and the Niners never talked about it. That bums me out. I think... Even with the defense, even with the, the third possession going to you, I think they made the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shannon got out coached again in the Super Bowl. And here's a, one more point I'll make on this, and this is one that gets brought up a lot in the college, in the college situation. If you, and specifically when you're going against Patrick Mahomes, if you give him four tries to convert every first down, you will never stop him. Nope. Ever. He's inevitable. And so you you told him what he had to do. He just had to get a field goal. But it doesn't matter if it was fourth and nine from the one or you know from the one yard line. They know we have to go for this. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if you get the ball first and you have fourth and nine from the forty yard line, your own, you're punting it, right? Yep. The advantage of knowing exactly what you have to put up and having four downs to do it is uh, just too much of a weapon, especially to give Patrick Mahomes. I tweeted out this this out today, um, just about overtime. I always thought, especially in the playoffs, overtime should just be an extra quarter. And whoever's winning at the end of whoever's that. winning at the end of the quarter wins the game. If it's tied at the end of that quarter, play another one or make it five minutes something. Just to get rid of all this, I just feel like it's kind of dumb. 
I think the pushback on that would just be like the guaranteed more plays like from a uh, players association CBA standpoint. That's fair, but we took it to two seconds in overtime. Oh, I know. Night. I know. Uh, and that would be the counterpoint, right? Right. There were a lot of people that thought the game might end. Um, and uh, Madden finally fixed it, but I knew from, Ma- from playing Madden overtime in the playoffs yeah. that it just rolls over to a new quarter. But uh, the first time this happened, uh, Madden hadn't like programmed it right. And so people were Surprise. freaking out. I know. People were freaking out because they thought they could just roll into second overtime like on their first possession, just like the Chiefs were. Yeah. Uh, and the game just ended. But anyways, I like your uh, your idea. I think that's fun. It just, I mean, in uh, hockey and basketball, you could just get in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. I mean, you do have sudden death in hockey, yeah. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel basketball like basketball would be the better comp, right? But it's we have all this conversation about what's fair and like, should each team just get an extra possession? Take all that out, just play an extra quarter. Just, yeah, the game continues literally. Yep. Um, For what it's worth, I think the 49ers lost the game in the first half. So all the other stuff was just irrelevant. I'm, they had a chance to just step on their throat, and they didn't do it. This was the most predictable game of all time, I know, bro. I know. I made back everything that I lost in Vegas on the Chiefs last Literally night. Literally, <laughs> same, same as me. Same as me. Yeah. I nailed a massive, juicy SGP. Ooh. And then I caught uh, the Chiefs at plus 290 when they went down 10-0. Dang. I had a SGP that just needed a Travis Kelsey touchdown. Damn. Oh, well. It's rough. Um, are you ready to reveal your John Elway take? Wow. You're just putting me on the spot? I, you told me last night you had to think about it. I did. So I'm just asking. I slept on it. So... It appears this is like a there's a protocol for this. Yes. They had the Super Bowl MVP from 50 years ago. I think it was like Joe Namath, someone like that. I don't know. Sure. It could be off timing. Super Bowl time eight? I don't know. Hand the ball or hand the trophy to the Super Bowl MVP from 25 years ago, which is John Elway, who handed it off to the Chiefs. My take is I'm just going to need John Elway, the Duke. To stand on business. Yes. And say no. He should have just said no, man. Should have just said no. As soon as he saw it was the Chiefs as soon as he that, saw it was the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, he's like, sorry, I'm not I'm not going to hand the Super Bowl the Lombardi bro, trophy to the Kansas City Chiefs. The game was rough enough. Watching that was brutal. I didn't even see that until I got home because I left the bar uh here at DNVR. And then I got home and I didn't see it. And then I it was all over my social. I'm like, come on, man. Mahomes. Mahomes did. Um, the game ends, and I tell my parents, like, all right, I'll call you guys. You know, check in, whatever. I'm just sitting there talking to them, talking to my dad about the game, and I see it, and I literally I couldn't focus on what they were saying. I was just, it, it shook me. I know. It's like. It's like we're living in our own hell. It literally is hell. It just has to keep getting worse somehow. I keep telling you, we're in the football upside down. There was a picture with Coach Prime, Peyton Manning, and Jim Harbaugh. That was sick. This shit is just, it never stops, bro. I don't don't get it. Yep. That was... uh, It's crazy. It was... I just think Peyton wouldn't. I don't think he would. (laughs) 
Like he's like embraced being a Bronco so much that I think he would have uh, he would have stood on business. I uh, uh, let's get to questions and some likes. Hit those likes. Smash Appreciate the like button. Everyone who uh, found us during Super Bowl week, we do this every week. Yeah, um, just not with like Coach Prime and Shador every week. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we do <laughs> sit here and talk buffs every single week. Uh, we do have great guests. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, so if you're new, hang out. Subscribe, smash the subscribe button. We yes. cross over seventy thousand subscribers on the channel during mm -hmm. Super Bowl week, so thank you to all that. I I crossed over forty thousand uh, followers on Twitter this week. Let's too. go! I'm I'm knocking on the door of nine k. Also, I gotta I gotta show you something real quick. Okay, uh, but anyways, shout out to everyone that's new, and of course everyone who's been here forever. It's my account. Damn, you got followed by Johnny Utah. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> that's dope. Jake got the uh, Coach Prime follow on Twitter. Yep. I don't even. I'll check. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I have it. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. <sighs> All right, Angela's asking. Come on, Coach Prime, hit me with the follow <laughs> back, bro. Are we taking Colorado uh, Super Bowl content I, too lightly? No team in college has a hype machine like the Buffs. How many players are like, I want that Buff love? I think we kind of saw this from Jordan. Uh, when we talked to him because he was obviously going around doing the rounds and things. And I think he was maybe, a, I don't know, maybe a little weirded out when we started, like, because the situation of trying to talk yeah. to him. Yeah. But Here like, in the headlights a bit. Yeah. But then he was just like super smiley after that. Like when he realized who we were and stuff, yep. like, I think he. It he realized cool that we like knew him and like his story and just stuff right. like that. Yeah. And we weren't just like some random people trying to grift a quote off of him exactly yeah no it was cool um i'm not gonna tell that story but there's another story <laughs> that came out of that whole situation yeah i want to hear it <laughs> uh next question i but i do think players have to be looking seeing like no active college football player from any other school is like on radio row getting tracked down by cam newton right and like right overtime and all of these places like that has to make some sort of impact. I mean, shit. By the way, I did get a cool follow of my own this week. Shador followed me on Instagram. So. Oh, nice. You're, you know, I, yeah. I had to. My ego was hurt there. I had to save myself a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did, that's why I was. I didn't want, expect you to say it. I just wanted to show. No, you. that was sick. <laughs> I deserve to be recognized. Thank you. Thank you. As Scott said, um, real recognize real. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm Heaven's Demon. What NFL team would Shador do? Shador do best on the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Yes. Give me Shador on the Broncos. Look, man, if that actually happens, I might cry. I'm not even joking. Imagine, dude. Imagine, like... That's what I'm saying. Shador, we get to, Shador like, comes on the show to, like, talk about the old days, but he's the coach of the... Or he's the quarterback, quarterback. of the Broncos. I, it'd be... That would literally be surreal. It would. It would make me very, very happy. Yep. <laughs> Louise said, Coach Brown probably doesn't know how to spell your last name. Find <laughs> you. I'm pretty sure if you just type in Ryan K, I'm the first one that comes up. Or RK. I'm or, pretty or sure RK. you're up there. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to change my name, make it easier for people like Coach Brown. That's why I changed my Twitter at when I started working here. Because you did, yeah. It used sense. to just be my name. Jake DNVR, that's yeah. nice and simple. Uh, BP says, what pro teams need a quarterback? Uh, a lot. 
Everyone but the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Broncos, uh, the Bears, obviously, the Patriots. Um, lots of them. More than two-thirds. Yes. Or probably right around two-thirds. Yes. Then you've got, like, the Cowboys who are asking themselves, like, is Dak good enough? You well, know what I mean? For Pittsburgh's going to... They're already done with Pickett and stuff. Like... <laughs> It's there's a lot right now. There's a lot. A Rundle says, has Unk talked to y'all into coming to an HBCU homecoming yet? Um I mean we've talked about it before, but not like concrete. It plans. would just have to it would just have to line up with a the buffs bye week. Yeah. One of the two buffs bye weeks. That's true. Um because obviously we can't go during the season. Is and Jackson the- State's schedule out yet? Speaking of, shout out Jackson State. Yeah, massive shout out Jackson State uh, for the band being in the super uh, the halftime show last night. Which, by the way, halftime show went crazy for the first time ever for like twenty minutes. The DNVR bar, which is a very much a sports bar, yeah, turned into a club. <laughs> That's people sick. were dancing. It was insane. Best halftime show ever. I was uh, maybe not ever, but it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. It was up there, man. I enjoyed it a lot. All right, so we are on by. Saturday, October 5th. Uh, Jackson State is on the road then. November 2nd is the second bye. <laughs> That's homecoming at Jackson oh, State. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Put us on, Neely. There you go. Uh, stay tuned. Saeed, uh, do you know about the activities surrounding homecoming? What goes on at CU homecoming? <laughs> it's not anything like Jackson State. And, uh, as far as I know, nothing. <laughs> a lot of people come. I don't know. Would we do a gold out or something for the homecoming game last year? I don't know. Did you see the quote from Coach Prime, though, about how they're changing up the spring game this year? Yeah. Said, like, fashion show <laughs> on Thursday donor event on friday then he's like he mentioned like or kind of teased like using the top of the champion center as like a stage <laughs> for a post-game concert after oh my god yeah cannot wait man i need to check that out that was lil wayne's podcast or whose podcast was it i don't know I don't my know. brother was watching it last night the I super bowl is such out. a content overload like i don't know where i even heard things that's what i told rg when we were done i was like i just realized now once we finished super bowl week that i missed out on all the other super bowl content right totally like sean payton was on shows i have no idea what he said yeah yep coach prime was on other shows well yeah and i've seen a lot of clips from that but right uh no chill will how do y'all feel about kvassier smoke saying shador through his teammates wait what i don't want to talk about kvassier smoke anymore <laughs> he he said that about what no i don't i honestly don't didn't see if kvassier said anything but shador mentioned there's guys not on the team anymore in our interview gotcha i mean whatever that, exactly <laughs> I, I got to at least know the full context before well, I speak on it. It's fine. We can get to it another day. What's my Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at JakeDNVR. Let's get Jake to forget 9K. Let's get Jake to 10K. Actually, it is uh, it is 10K. Actually, 9K. Oh, you're... Never mind. What? I'm at 
8.9. Okay. Give you me said 10K. you're almost a 9K. I'm saying forget 9K. Let's get him to 10K. I know. 10K. I know. I realized, I realized what I said. Get <laughs> I me to 10K. <laughs> Bro, my guy needs a nap again. I, I cannot wait till this show's over so I can leave. <laughs> Uh, Jasmine, Man, thoughts? And, and here I was looking forward all day to seeing you. I, and I you mean, just can't wait to get out of here. It was a great show. I, I was looking forward to seeing you and talking about this stuff too, but I, I, I need a nap, bro. Let us know, uh, especially after the show ends, let us know in the comments if you enjoyed the whiteboard segment. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it around. Yep. Jasmine, it was thoughts? fun for me. It was great. I'm not bro. a great drawer. You did perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thoughts on the basketball team NIT bound. Uh, this was a this was a rough rough week for that stuff. Another time when I made money on a team that I don't like. Oh lord. Um. I don't know, man. They're lacking it. They're lacking it. Uh, and it it makes me sad because they have a lot of talent, um, and I think they have a great coach. I know people will debate me yeah, on what that. Are your thoughts on that till the end of time. One sec. Um, but they just don't have the juice. Where's the juice? Yep. How do you not go out on the, at home against a top 10 team with a chance to get yourself on the right side of the bubble and like play with electricity and energy? They came out like they were playing South Dakota State on a Tuesday night in the preseason. I'm like, what the hell is this? And you could see it like late in the game too. They're like down like 17 or something with 15 minutes left. And it's like, you guys still have plenty of time. Like... Someone get it going. It makes me just really sad. Uh, as for Tad Boyle, he's the best coach in the history of Colorado basketball. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea that you can just like improve that is silly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who, like think of a time in a sport where uh, you, you got rid of the best coach in the team's history and then the next guy actually went up to him and became the best coach in the team's history. Right. I mean, never. It just doesn't happen. So, like, what I think is going to happen is Tad's going to eventually retire. It could be as soon as this offseason. I, don't, I, don't, I have no scoop on that. But, you know, he's been doing this for 14 years now. Um, and obviously, even before that. And he got a late start in coaching because he was working on, like, Wall Street. Um, and no matter when or how Tad Boyle ends up not being the coach of this team, Everyone is going to really, really miss him. So I am approaching the what feels like potentially the home stretch of Tad and Boulder, whether it's this year, next year, or sometime shortly thereafter, uh, as I, I'm just going to appreciate it because being even being in contention for the tournament every year is not something that Colorado basketball has ever had. Right. Um, and, and I think a lot of people take it for granted, and, uh, and it bums me out because I <clears> – <throat> I uh, I truly appreciate Tad. Probably before Coach Prime, my favorite coach I've ever covered. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone type of things for all the people who want to get rid of Tad. That's fair. I do think there's also a side of things where Coach Prime is here. We don't know how long he's going to be here. Football program, university, money's popping. Try and cash in and get as best of a basketball coach as you can right now. That sounds good in theory, but I got to at is. least hear a name. Right. No, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, it's like you got you got to show me a great plan um, for, sure. to, for how that's going to work. What's up, Big TZ with the super chat? Uh, <laughs> no, super sticker. <laughs> super sticker. 
pair character lifting some weight saying keep it up hell yeah thanks bro appreciate, appreciate it i like super stickers <laughs> me too even though we can never actually see them <laughs> uh brian do you think cody will stay another year now no. no he's gone he's out it is pretty crazy dude did you see um the line i forget what game it was caitlin clark was playing and there was like they showed like the line to get in yeah that was on a saturday i think uh, I have no idea who they were playing or what the score of the Nebraska, game was. I, think. I no, I'm. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, anyways, the line to get in the stadium was insane, and yep. it was like this is the pole that the best women's basketball player has right now. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not the best, but he is considered to be the the highest pick of any American basketball player next year. And like yeah. Cody Williams is not moving the needle in that way at all. It's not right. nothing against Cody. It's just kind of crazy to. To see the difference in that, like, I love Cody, and I think that he's going to have a really good N- NBA career. But it was just crazy to see the the contrast between the, the way people are showing up to see Caitlin Clark, and we can't even get Buffs fans to show up to see Cody Williams. Yep. Uh, I think we got one more, two more. The chat did not understand that I was doing a bit there <laughs> about who they were playing and what happened. <laughs> Um, you didn't understand it first I, I didn't get it at first, but I, 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 uh, I followed along. James, any chance the new unis are revealed at the fashion show during the spring game? I don't think we're going to get uni news until August. I don't Why would they? Fashion show would make sense. Right. If you're going to do so it. So when, when they did that thing uh, for these uniforms that they're wearing that you talked about, mm-hmm. when was that? Oh. <sighs> Like early in the year, right before football season? Man, that's a great question. I can't, I think it was cold. I think it was cold out. So maybe then. What's up, Sean? Think Chauncey would consider coming to college not going so well for him in Portland? I think he would. Yeah. It's probably, if, if you're going to let go of Tad... That would be a way to get me excited. Yeah, Chauncey and uh, Coach Prime at the same time would be <laughs> helping each other recruit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, be a lot of fun. Don Peasy with the last minute super chat. By the way, really quick, <clears throat> the other thing, whoever comes in next is going to be so up against it. You're going into the Big Twelve, where like Arizona would be like the fifth best team. Yep, and you're probably losing your top three players. Top four. Eddie's a older guy too. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, Don Pizzi says, Coach Brew, last season. Yep, I remember this quote. We have an elite, an NFL elite QB. Our challenge is having the rest of the team catch up to him. It was the receivers the whole time. It was offensive line too. It was, there was a lot of problems. Yeah, um, and it was a, a year one of a whole entire rebuild. Yep. Um, but there's a, there were a lot of things that could be played. Every play is something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the offensive line blocks it up and the running back misses the hole. Sometimes a wide receiver doesn't right, doesn't make the right choice. Yep. Sometimes the quarterback, you know, misses the read is what, ha- what, what happens though, is that when each one of those things start piling up, everyone so- stops believing that the other person is going to do the right, right. job. So the quarterback's expecting pressure, even when the what line blocks it. Yep. The running back is re- ready to bounce it outside because they think the, the you know it's just 
it starts to compound on itself, and you saw it happen as the season start to wound down, wind down. Yeah. Uh, fashion show for Miss Peggy to show off her playoff outfit. Let's go. Let's go, playoff Peggy. Anything else? Okay. Good show, guys. Yeah, great show. Uh, written content is coming, I promise. I just I need today. <laughs> just give me today, please. <laughs> Uh, we'll give you one hour. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's a prime tracker update that uh, that we've needed for a while. That's coming. I want to do something on Coach Livingston. Um, so stay tuned. It'll be coming. Just give me uh, allow me to recover. All right. Get your rest. Thanks, man. Let's go buffs. Let's go buffs. <laughs> Like the 